Welcome back to another episode of City Life Uncensored. Pretty excited today. Um, you know, a little bit of a different, you know, obviously we've had several folks from internal, but I think this one's really special given the, given the circumstances around the podcast, everything that we're doing. Um, you know, I got our new chief marketing officer of City Life here to, to talk marketing a lot with us today, give us her story why she's excited to be a part of City Life and the Pittsburgh journey and everything we're doing. So welcome, Robin. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's really cool. You've been, what, about 30 days? Yeah, just past 30 days. So it's crazy how time flies too, I know. right? It feels like I've been with you guys for much longer than, th I don't know how it feels to you guys. But it feels, and I say that in a good way. Yeah. It feels like I've been with you for a long time now. And it's also crazy, right? Like, you'll start to really get the feel for how things change quickly at City Life and growth, right? Anytime you have growth, you have a lot of change. But, you know, we went through the our first rendition of the official new marketing strategy that City Life's going to go. And I don't think we've had that for four years. Yeah. So <laughs> super excited. Yeah, really. A lot of anticipation building up to that. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, obviously we thought you knocked that out of the park. So we're really excited and obviously now really excited to to have you on the podcast to share a little bit of your journey and, you know, maybe, you know, open it up to, you know, telling the audience, right, a little bit more of the of the marketing plans here. Now that we've got a little bit of a strategy in place, we're going to start building the momentum there and really kind of build that out. So, you know, just like everybody, where I like to start on this is, you know, we got to get to know you a little bit, right? Sure. So, you know, I always say, hey, give us your come up, right? So, We'll start there, you know, wherever you want to start ultimately, but we got to, we got to get to know you a little bit. So, so hit us with it. All right. So, so I firmly believe everybody has a story. Um, so I guess we'll start with the personal side of things. I am a Yinzer. Um, my dad's family is all from like the Baden, Ambridge, Swickley area. Okay. My mom is from Sharon. Um, I grew up in Edinburgh on a quarter horse farm. So I am an okay. equestrian. I'll tell you, I got to stop you already. Right. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Here we go. Edinburgh is so cold. I, okay. So. Uh, it's so cold there. So, yes. And there's like snow upon snow upon snow upon snow, right? So jumping ahead and I'll explain this, but we had lived in Colorado for a little bit and we recently moved back home to the Berg and I tried to prepare my two kids for snow. And so I told them stories growing up of like snow beyond the garage and you can't get out and, you know, the blizzards coming off Lake Erie. And the first winter we were here, they're like, where's no snow. the snow? I'm like, oh, total mom fail. I kind of messed that one up. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I just remember, Anyways, I remember yeah. a college recruiting trip there. Oh, Denver, years ago, I'm like, University. there's no chance in hell I'm coming here because it's way too cold. It's crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. But I will say this, like riding a horse in the powder, like okay. it's fond memories, you know? Yeah. I've been watching Yellowstone recently and that's all they do is ride, <laughs> ride horses. horses. So that's all I'm pitching right now. I know. Yeah. Quarter horses. Yeah. Like, that's a whole nother scenario. Definitely not us city boys. <laughs> <laughs> but we were always down in Pittsburgh and, you know, all of my relatives lived here and. I went to Bethany. Okay. So, you know, That's we would always school. come up to Pittsburgh and um growing up, the joke in my family was my dad was always like, You have to marry a Colorado boy. You have to marry a Colorado boy. Because when he was working for um Hammer Mill at the time, it's international paper now, there was a point where they transferred him out to Littleton, Colorado. That's where my sister was born. Okay. So he 
was out there. Is this for a before bit. you or after you? This is, so I'm the oldest. Okay. And then there's my sister Danielle, and then my younger brother Todd. And so Danielle was born in Littleton, and you know Colorado's absolutely gorgeous. And so we were out there for a little bit, and then they transferred him back home, back to the you know to this area, and that's where Todd was born. But he still had this love of Colorado, and he's like, you have to marry a Colorado boy, and wouldn't you know it which is a whole nother story for another podcast. Um, I met a Colorado boy. Wow. Yep. And um, when off we got, went. And off we <laughs> went. And when they retired, they moved five miles from us until we decided to move home to Pittsburgh at the height of COVID. Eric accepted a job at Carnegie Mellon. And it was like two weeks later, everything shut down. We're like, we're still moving home. Yeah. And so we moved home. Um so that so that's kind of the personal side of things. Okay. Um professionally children, right? Child I do have yeah, we have two kiddos. Uh Caden is a senior in high school, so we are totally on the college tour of the world right now. He actually just got home from a soccer workout with one of the college teams and so he's kind of he's narrowed it down. We're still kind of figuring that out you got to get them with the uh with all the, the soccer squad we have at city life let me tell you something they have been awesome once they heard that i had a son who played soccer evan and sarah both came up to me and they're like okay what can we do yeah who can we call tell us what yeah. position he plays like what can we do to help they were and you know what like that city life right yeah. that's kind of who our family is the minute they hear oh what can i do how can i help that's kind of what happens here at City Life. Um, and then I have Miss Grace. She is nine going on 19. Nice. I, yeah. So she's ready to start working at City Life? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, you need someone to go out and sell something? Just put Grace out there. Uh-oh. Yeah, she's ready. Just let her go. Get her in early. TJ's looking for a relationship manager. <laughs> oh, <disposition>. my gosh. <laughs> You're going to have to put some real boundaries with that one. Let me tell you. Love her to death, but. She's gonna be she's gonna be a fun handful. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Um, so professionally went to Bethany and thought I wanted to be an anchor reporter. That's what I went to school for. Actually started my career right here in Pittsburgh. I worked at KDKA first, nice, and then PXI. Yeah. Did some on air work and immediately decided that is not what I wanted to do. So shine this camera right in your face. Yeah, it, you know what? I'm actually <laughs> quite comfortable on camera. I just I loved the journalism side of things and um, I loved the leadership side of things. Okay. So I went into newsroom management fairly quickly, and so um, I worked in Pittsburgh and then I worked in Toledo, Ohio, where I met my husband Eric. He was my videographer editor. Again, story for another day. Um, We moved to the Norfolk, Virginia market. That's where we got married. And then we moved to Denver. And so did did work take you to these places, right? Because I know in the news industry, you you know, you move up markets, so to speak, right? I don't, I know at least when you're broadcasting or a news anchor reporter. Mm -hmm. So the same in the kind of the back office, too, right? Because there's only so many jobs you can have in that industry in the city you're in, right? Okay. Makes yeah, sense. so it you know in journalism and broadcasting and you move a lot around a lot. So your your goal for most journalists 
is to move to bigger markets, right? Um, now, for photojournalists like my husband, a lot of them want to get to really, really good photojournalism markets. Things, uh, markets like Denver, Minneapolis, and it just so happened that Colorado was home for him. So it, you know, it yeah, not because of the landscapes well. and everything. No, I, you know, it's just something about that industry and they really value videography and storytelling through video. Okay. And so you see a lot of very high quality storytelling come out of those two markets. Not to say that you don't see that in other markets. You just, you have a lot of concentrated, um, very high skilled videographers in those markets. And so it's, it's one of the two markets that a lot of photojournalists really like to get to. Interesting. Yeah. So um, we, I was working in Denver, and um, at the time, I was working at KMGH-TV. They had a broadcast division, and uh, Mr. McGraw, uh, when they got bought out by the McGraw-Hill Company, Mr. Name McGraw. dropping. I like I this. Well, What's up, Mr. Mr. McGraw? McGraw? How you doing, he, bro? Such a nice guy. Like, so, so incredibly nice. He really valued business process management. Okay. And so he had implemented it in the S&P world. And so he wanted to do that in broadcasting. So our president of broadcasting, who is one of my favorite people ever, ever that I worked for, his name is Daryl Brown. Besides and Casey Quinn, of course, but... Yeah. I'm sorry. I said besides Casey Quinn, of, of course. Of course. Like it's Daryl Brown and then it's Casey Quinn. No, right, no, no. Right Casey there. Quinn and Daryl Brown. Right. But anyway, I'll like, digress. It's coming, they're like, you know, we're getting like right there. Tyler, make you sure know? you edit that. It's Casey Quinn <laughs> and Brian Kirshner. Change the way that she talks. Thanks. We'll just edit that in. I know some good videographer editors. We'll just. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got it. Um. But they wanted to implement it into their broadcast division. And so the president of the broadcast division said, hey, you want to learn something new? And I'm like, I always want to learn something new. And so we went and did business process management. And if you're sitting listening to this podcast saying, what in the world is business process management? I just was going to pretend I knew what it was. I mean, from from a standpoint of where we're going to go with it, I'd have a general guess, but. Here's how I explain it. There you go. Yeah. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. When I walked in like my first day, you know, on the second floor, you walk around and there's that process map. I was like, it's business process management. Here's how I explain it to people. Like, tell me what in your job drives you absolutely crazy. Like, what do you complain about in the process? And we go in and we fix it. Nice. So that Makes that, sense. you know, so that that whatever's clogging up the system doesn't clog up the system mm-hmm. anymore. So anyways, so I did that. And then Mr. McGraw's belief was I'm going to take people who are trained and you get trained as either a green belt or black belt. Not making this up. Um, you you have to earn a certification. It's a very, very difficult test, in my humble opinion, that you have to take. And then he re- he puts you back into the company in a different area at a little bit higher level so that you can implement the skills that you learned. Yep. Okay. 
So they're like, you know what? We need someone in creative services marketing. And that's right when social media was kind of taking off. And so the president of the broadcast group said, hey, do you want to go back and try to launch this whole social media thing at your station in Denver and help the other stations in the group? I'm like, yeah, yeah. innovation. Of course I, you know, of yeah. course I do. Um, so I ended up having to. And how long ago was this? Oh, gosh. Back in 20. I don't I even. 2010 ish? 05, 06? I'm trying to think. It's been like, it's been a while now. It was social, before that. So Facebook came on, it was just college whenever. Whenever I was at Duquesne, so it's got to be probably, probably 2010, 2011 timeframe, maybe right before that, maybe like yeah, 08. that sounds about right. Did you launch them on MySpace? No. <laughs> I never so had MySpace. <laughs> wow, that's weird. I still got one. <laughs> Note is, to self. That's going to be our prime channel to put this on. Casey off MySpace. <laughs> I thought I was supposed to have that. I thought you told me to Not be active on MySpace. MySpace name. All right. So if anybody's listening to this, please go find if MySpace is still alive and follow Casey for me. <laughs> yeah, she got a goal here to build out a thousand of my MySpace followers. Yes, the there next we go. Too. Exactly. Biggest MySpace following we're taking over. That's right. We're bringing it back. We're going to go retro. The tread. 80s and whatever. What is it? You said 2010? 2010s are coming back? I think... No, I think was, was, MySpace would have been before yeah. that. I think Facebook basically oh, Facebook, became right. the college it did. thing yes. in 2010 ish, 2009, maybe 08, 09, 10, 11, there. somewhere in those. That's no, I'm sorry. Right. I graduated. It'd have been 06. Because 07 was when I was a freshman in college. And that's when I just remember sitting in my dorm room trying to get on Facebook to talk to ladies. I had Facebook at, yeah, 2006, probably same year. Same year yeah. I went to IUP. So in the beginning of college. CCAC. Yeah. I graduated in 03. Sorry, you're four years older than you, than we were originally thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, people who are like listening to this podcast, they're like yelling the ear to us. Yeah. It's yeah. such, it's such. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, well. So this is back in 06, you decided to take over, take over media, Taking social media. Take over social media. Um, and so, yeah, I earned my certification in BPM while I was learning new things in social media. Um, you have me to blame. I was the first local TV station in the country to advertise on Facebook. Nice. And we kind of took off cool. from there. Nice. So um, did that for a while. And then um gentleman by the name of Jerry Gumbert, who runs a company called ARD, contacted me and said, hey, I'm looking for a chief marketing services officer to come teach television stations and businesses and educational school districts and the educators how to do all of this cool marketing stuff. Do you want to come work for me? And I did that for a long time until I found, like, it's like adopting, a, it's like my forever family. City Life is going to be my forever family until I go. found you guys. City Lifer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we That's got the nice. definition on the wall at of the office now too. As I of yesterday, it. I love that the definition of a city lifer. Yeah, so that's so that's so you were. That was long. That was a long explanation. Well, I mean, so you, I mean, you were at so basically, really, your entire career was at three companies. So it was at several different stations, but all local news. Yeah, and then a consulting company for a really long time, and then 
here for as long as you guys keep me as a city lifer. So why? So moved into consulting, right? Like, and so I'm from consulting world myself, mm-hmm. and you know a lot of what you talk about business process improvement. I think we called it something different, but I was in finance transformation, which was literally the same thing, where I would go in and fix basically diagram back office processes and then say, okay, here's here's the problems, right? And here's how we solve them by streamlining the process, right? It's pretty fun. It's pretty cool, right? You it get is. to fix and solve issues across a wide ranging process, right? Did it a long time. It sounds like for quite a bit, right? In the industry of which you were spent your career in. Mm-hmm. Why the change? I mean, it's a pretty massive change, right? I mean, at the end of the day. From, from there to here? From there to here, yeah, right? Consulting in the media industry for 20 years, it sounds yeah. like almost. Yeah. I mean, we're going into 15, 20 years, whatever mm-hmm. that was. Pretty big career change at a, at a point in time where you're pretty far into your career. And obviously, you know, we talked about it. You know media extremely well. Yeah. So, like, what went into some of that decision making? So, when I first started talking um, with everyone here at City Life, what drew me were the values. Like, the values that you build, you are building this company on. It's interesting because I was talking to a, a longtime friend slash sales type partner that I have in Denver. And I was describing to her kind of the city life way, right? You know, what we stand for, who we are, how we interact with our partners. And um, I was telling her, you know, all of this. And she's like, okay. So you've learned all of this about them in 30 days. How does it, how does that make you feel? And I said, well, no, it didn't take me 30 days. It took me like two days and three or four or five interviews because you can feel it. Like, it's just, I wish I could, I wish it's something I could bottle up and like give to people. It is a different feeling working for working with this company. It is such a wonderful environment. We deeply believe in what our mission is. And when I was talking to this friend of mine back in Colorado, she said, Robin, this is like, it is perfect for you. It sounds like it is a great, just well connected to who you are and what you always have wanted to do in your career. Like she said, everything you've done has kind of led up to this and who you are. Because I talk a lot about, my career has always been about building brands, right? For whatever Mm -hmm. company I worked with. But I've also been really adamant about building professional brands. You know, we've talked about building professional brands for the both of you. And anyone who is listening to this, I don't care what your job is. You need to know what your professional brand is and be able to say at the end of the day, I like who I am and what I'm doing and I'm holding myself, you know, accountable to what my brand is. And so throughout all of these different jobs, even though they've been kind of in the same industry, I know who I am. I told you both of this. I told both of you this during my interview. And you can see it when you walk by my office. I have a sign on my door that says, how can I help? And that is the epitome of who I am. 
Um, and it just, I think, fits so well with the values of this company that not it's not just the three of us living out. Everybody does it day in and day out, no matter who we come in contact with. Yeah, right. It's 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 really cool because at City Life, there's a there's a vibe of the company where, you know what I mean? If you're not being true to yourself and living your own internal core values and the core values of the company, we're not all bought in and living and breathing together from that standpoint. You quickly kind of become an outsider at the end of the day, right? And we all can live our own core values, which is really cool. Like me and you are very different people, but we can come together in an amazing way through sharing core values, through trying to be a good person in society and do great and add value and take care of each other and take care of people, right? Mm -hmm. That's the really cool thing because the more people you get that are very different coming together that share you know, common core values, common goals and motives in life, you can really create something special. And that's what we continue to try to make the goal. And we were talking about it right the other day, like City Life has become something bigger than yep. any of us individually at the company now. And that's something special that we should, you know, market at the end of the day, right? Like, I'm sure you probably have that in, your, in, the, in the plans, but it's, it's really cool. So, um, you know, it, it means a lot to me. I know it means a lot to Brian and everybody at City Life that Right. Somebody that cares so much and deeply about a brand can come in and quickly feel what it's like to be a city lifer at the end of the day. So that's awesome. That's really, really cool. So with that being said, right, like how do we get that message out there a little bit now? Like how do we, you know, because we've always struggled. We know that. We all feel that. We all love to be a part of city life and we know what we've done. Like how do we start to, how do we start to experience that externally? So, you know, I think it comes down a lot to sharing stories. I mean, no matter what industry you work in, everybody has a story. Um, whether you're talking about your clients, your partners, your, the internal team that you work with, um, everyone, everyone, everyone has a story. And the key is finding out how that story relates to the brand, and then deciding how you tell that story across what platform. And so, you know, one of the things that we talk a lot about and we'll be talking a lot about in the marketing team is you have to be agile enough and honest enough to say, you know what, this is a great story and here's how we're going to tell it. And it would be perfect for Facebook and our website, but you know what, it's not the right thing for Instagram, and that is okay. Um, so finding that particular story, I think, is the first step for any marketing plan. Deciding the type of content and then the type of platform you're going to put it on. And, you know, we love to talk about KPIs in no matter what business you're in, but making sure that you're staying on top of, okay, Here's how this is performing. What were we looking for? Here's how it's performing. How were people reacting to it? What was the engagement? What was the reach? And keeping a really good diary, if you will, of how all of that goes. I call them hot lists. When I was back in consulting, what I would say to my clients is you have to create a hot list that physically sits on your desk next to you. And so as you're producing, creating all of this content, look at what is doing well and put it on the hot list. 
look at what's not doing well and maybe draw a line and put it underneath. Every time something is doing well on your hot list, you need to go back to that well and say, you know what, this is content that's resonating with people. How can we do more of this? Because Hmm. at the end of the day, what you're really doing is having a back and forth conversation with people on your platforms. And so, you know, I know it's marketing, I know it's advertising, but, you know, it's city life. I think it's a little bit different because of how we have built the company and what the mission is. It's not like we have to go out there and say, all right, here's how we're going to advertise and here's the budget and, you know, here's the list of things that we're going to do. Do we have, you know, do we have a list? Yes, of course we have a list. I wouldn't be sitting in this job if I didn't have a list. But that those core values and that feeling, that emotion that hopefully you're hearing from me, and if you're watching this podcast, you're seeing from me, that is going to naturally come out. Why? Because it's emotionally connecting with people. And so if you're listening to this and you're saying, you know what, I don't know if our brand emotionally connects with somebody, like I couldn't sit here and be this passionate about what our brand is, that for me would be step one. You need to go back and have a conversation about does your, can you get this passionate about your brand and is it authentic, authentic and genuine, that passion that's, you know, that's coming from it? Because that, this is who we are. This isn't something made up. This isn't something that We sat in a boardroom and hired a bunch of people and said, let's throw things at the wall. This is literally who everybody in city life is. Yeah. I love that because, I mean, especially for me, right? Like I always say I'm a one, I'm a one take guy. We've always talked about that because I just speak, I always just say, I'm just going to speak the truth. And so whatever comes out is, is what comes out, right? As long as it's genuine and authentic, because it's just the truth. So I always call that one cut. Now I'm sure you're probably going to make me. Actually, we did a little filming and I had to take multiple cuts because it was a little bit more of a storytelling that we were mm-hmm. doing uh, because I tend to veer off in certain ways when it's just whatever. But I just, I, I truly believe, and it's cool because I always just equate it to like, just say the truth and then that's what emotionally connects because it's what's reality and I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything, right? It's, it's interesting, right, to be able to tie it back to true storytelling and that's kind of an emotional connection through storytelling is really kind of what sounds like we're ultimately after, right? Yeah, because I think there's these, you know, we talked yesterday, there's these two levels of marketing and branding. So there's the first level that a lot of companies are at where I could show them a company and they'd be able to say, oh yeah, I know that logo. I know who that is. I know what they sell or what they do. Um, They might be able to tell me some people associated with it. Um, They could probably tell me, you know, maybe I've used it before or I haven't. And that's about it. And a lot of companies are at that level. My goal in this role has always been to get um, the team and the company that I work with to that next level where it's an emotional connection. They see something and say, I love them. Oh my gosh. Did you see what they did on Facebook about so-and-so? They were wonderful. Or you know what? Like with City Life, 
hey, I had, I needed this done. And not only did they do it, but they did it quickly and they were so nice about it because that's who we are, right? Yeah. That's exactly. I mean, I think what, that's, that's the that's key. You've got you've got to basically what you've got to be able to capture and display is what's really happening. Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier if it's really happening. You're not trying to manufacture something that's right. not true. Right. Right. So, with that being said, right, like we had a town hall today, and we've made a big announcement. So I'm going to turn it over to Brian, and then because I want to talk about it with you here for a minute afterwards, kind of a little bit of the plans. Sure around City Life Marketing and so, you know, what people can start to expect. So, BK? Are you asking me to make the uh, announcement here? Yeah. Do, 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 do. Oh, man. So we officially are changing the name, tweaking the name a little bit. So City Life Realty Group has been our name for the last four years. Most people know us as City Life. Technically, it's been the last nine years, well, four years of... We had the entity, Brian created the entity four years before we made the actual company. Crazy enough, but anyway. Yeah, so City Life. So you, were, you were smart a long time ago is what I'm hearing. I like Correct. the word City Life. <laughs> and still like it. So we still have it in our name. So we are tweaking the name a little bit. City Life Realty Group signifies residential brokerage. Most people that know us and what we really do is we're, we're an investment firm. We buy properties. Uh, we construct properties. We manage properties. That's what we do very well. So we wanted to tweak that name. And the new name is City Life Residential because it captures all of that. It doesn't specify or signify brokerage. It's more investment firm. So City Life, the key, all that stuff is still going to be a big part of our brand. Residential is now going to be the parent company, City Life Residential. Yeah, right. City Life Realty Group more implies brokerage, the, you know, transactional based living, right? The buying and selling every day of real estate between homeowner A and homeowner B. That's not what City Life Residential is. What we are is an investment firm based in real estate looking to change the lives of everybody around us through investment in our community, through investment in our people, transforming lives and building happiness, right? And so we didn't want to have a brokerage based transactional type of name any longer. And so we decided, hey, let's look at it from a holistic approach. What really are we? Well, we're a residential real estate company and we're an investment company and we're city life. So city life residential is what resonated. So with that being said, yeah. what are some of the little the plans that we have in place for marketing? Right. So, I mean, it, it first of all, it makes it clear, right? And if you don't, I would just say this before we talk about marketing. If you don't have what I call brand filters, I would suggest any company has them. And so, you know, one of our brand filters may be, you know, is what we're doing, like if, if we, as an example, if someone came to us and said, hey, would you partner with us on this event? One of the things we could say is, would it transform lives? Would it strengthen the community? Would it make people in this area happy? Would it make our, our team members, the City Life family happy? You know, that is clear. We get it. There's a yes or no answer to that. I love that. You know, so that's one of the things I would suggest for any company that is trying to get clarity in their brand moving forward. Brian, this is unfortunate because it sounds like now basically we can't just do anything at the spur of the moment like we used to do. <laughs> <laughs> Try me. <laughs> nah. No to self. I'm glad because very urgent person. I like to get stuff out there. I, I like marketing. I like creating. I like that stuff. The hard part is having 
layers to it without uncertainty of what, what brand are we building? I like transactions though, too. So like yeah. naturally I'm a transaction person. I like, it's not even just buying and selling. I just really, you're like a call it. to action guy. That's yeah, very call to action. And I think storytelling and all that creates that creates the credibility and it creates that you do want to connect with people like the people that I watch follow on YouTube or whatever it is. I, I feel connected with them. To me, the easy, I'm not a good storyteller. So I always like pushing stuff out randomly to try getting a call to action to try mm -hmm. creating business. And that's what I always like. So having some kind of guidelines behind that and plans, I actually prefer that. It's just going to be getting used to is going to be the right. Yeah. Never really. And, and I, don't, I don't think that's what ultimately we're saying here. I don't, you know, you correct no. me, but it, I, we still want to do, you know, we still want a call to action type of marketing. We're going to do that. That's how you make money at the end of the day. Right. But there's a brand and a purpose and a story behind all of it. Right. Correct. Yeah. yeah. That, now I, well, now that's what I mentioned about the multifamily stuff, uh -huh. different things like that. Now I have somebody to, how does this incorporate? Like, how can we actually strategically do this where I just don't, all right, it's midnight. I'm bored. Let's throw out some stuff, see what happens. <laughs> Go down a TikTok call. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh -huh. Man, I can't, I can't just real quick, you know, to your point, right? Like you are insanely creative when it comes to that stuff, right? But, it, you know, a lot of times for everything we have going on, it's extremely difficult to follow through with the idea, right? To really build out the idea, really build out the story and then take it in action and execute. Yep. I'm the same way, right? So to your point, I think for both of us, we're both extremely excited. It's like, hey, we get this idea, we can just toss it off to you and then like, okay, the idea comes to life where before it's like, this is a cool idea, but like, we're going to have to bring this thing to life and we don't know how, so we can't, right? Yeah. And so then if we're just kind of dies or we do it for three days and it's like, oh, this is cool, but then like 19 things happen and it kind of dies quickly, right. right? Because we didn't really build out the story behind all of it, really build out the plan and all of that. So I think for both of us, we're really excited for that. You more than me because we both know I'm not that creative. I'm a nerd accountant, so... <laughs> Thousand ideas, yeah, thousand ideas. So super excited for it all and how that's all going to play out. And yeah, no, it's well, nothing to be great. I think marketing is this interesting dichotomy of, you know, telling good stories takes time. You know, th there's like. You lost me at dichotomy. I don't know. I don't know how to translate that into numbers. Beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> you don't want me to do numbers. Um. But, you know, like it's you, telling good stories takes a little bit of time. You know, we did a video for all our employees today that the hope was, again, you know, the emotional connection to show in the past couple of years all the great things that they have done, that they brought to the company and the connection that we have to this awesome city that we live in. We're all Berg proud. We're all Yinzers. We, you know, there's something just so special about Pittsburgh. I, you know, it's, and I can go on and on and on, but even though I had moved away for a couple of years, my goal was always to get back home because there is, there's just something special about the city in which we live. And, you know, I think city life connects to that as well. I'm off track now. So, well, to to your point, I mean, I don't know that I'm proud to say this or not, but I don't know if it's an HR file or not, but it is what it is, right? We've got a lot of hires out there. We're looking to hire and bring on several people right now into the organization. And talking with Leandra, like, 
I'm extremely biased to hiring local Pittsburgh people or people that are from here that have the connection to the city more than, you know, we always want top talent, mm -hmm. but I can't help it to, I, and I've made the comment, me, myself and Leandra talking about it, like, if they're not from Pittsburgh, like, eh, I don't really care to talk to them right now, which is probably the wrong answer, but it's just a fact of the way that we are thinking and the way that I'm thinking right now, to your point. So I don't know if that's right or wrong, but it's just truth. Well, and let me, let me tell, let me just say this. As one of the newer employees in this company, if anyone is listening to this podcast and is saying, and you should be saying, this sounds like a really cool group of people to work with, with a awesome company that has great values, you are 100% right. You are welcome to reach out to me and I will put you in contact with our very awesome HR director. We have several positions open and no, neither one of them asked me to pick She sales too, isn't she? Wait, they did not ask me to do this, but I'm telling you, like if I had any people that I knew that would fill these positions, I would be on the phone right now going, you have to apply for these jobs. You better tell TJ to watch out. She might be taking his sales job. That's a, that's a call to action right there. Video right, right there. It is. That's it really perfect. is. Yeah. So what's, give us a little, what is, give us a little insight into the next 90 days in our marketing world. So. You know, can't tell too much though, but we can, yeah, well, well, like, here's what I would say. If you want to see the way in which a company can come together and really get behind a marketing plan, start to follow City Life Residential on all of our platforms. Look for us everywhere because we want, just like you all are, we are all Berg proud and we want to make sure that we are connecting with the city. We are connecting with the Yinzers just like we are. Um, and so you will start to see us everywhere on all platforms um, across the city doing good work. And I think that's really important. We care about our investors. We care about our tenants. We care about our neighbors. And so that's where you will see City Life Residential really start to take hold. Um, and, you know, I will just say this. If you see something out there and you're like, hey, that's a really cool idea, or I'd really like to be a part of this, or this is a company that I would love to do some outreach with, I am 100% open to that. And I would love to talk to people about that because that's what we want to do. Um, so you can find me on Linktree, just Robin Hoffman. All my sites are there. And I. Is Linktree like a website? I don't even know what that is. You have one. <laughs> I'm glad you said that because I was going to say, how do I break this to a gently? <laughs> it's the site that keeps all of your links. So uh, that they can find you on Facebook. Sounds pretty obvious. Linktree. Linktree. Your other <laughs> yeah. five links. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Your MySpace is not going to be on yeah, there. Come on, guys. I, I'm so sorry. I, listen, I got one platform. I work on MySpace. So if you want to find me, want to simplify uh, things, that's how we do it. It's it's I don't even know my handle, but it's at myspace.com. <laughs> so after you find me, then I want you to go find Casey because we're going to get his. You're going to be able to follow him on all his as well. Yeah. Brian cool. too. But Brian, you you Brian knows where he's at. On all his handles. I think so. Yeah. Well, you've yeah. done a lot of, you know, up until this point, you've handled a lot of your own with help, but like you've, you've managed all of your own yeah. personal stuff, right? Up until this point. Honestly, over the last probably, I have, but over the last probably 
30 to 60 days, I started having Anna really help me and more like clean it up, knowing that we, we needed marketing, we needed to get something. So started to really clean up some of some of the sites, some of the back end that way, just to make your job a little easier when you came in. That way you didn't have to navigate and dive into all of my mess that I created as well. There's still a big mess there, but less of a mess. So I started getting a little more organized. Yeah, you did a good job. Thank you. You are a social the link media tree guy. up there. You d- Hey. See that? So he he's, I mean, you'll learn this about Brian. He's the biggest call to action guy in the world. So anytime you start talking marketing, he loves everything else. So it's going to be exciting to see you two blossom together. Uh-huh. But it, he's always just been historically, okay, how do we make money directly from this, right? So that's why he's so good. He was so good as a real estate agent. He's so good on acquisitions, right? Because he's such a call to action guy. Like, hey, how do we immediately win from this? Whereas branding, as you know, it's, mm-hmm. Probably more important at the end of the day, especially for long-term longevity, for scale, for all of those things. But at the end of the, you know, and then creating organic, like that's basically creating organic calls to action at the end of the day. But, right, it's patience, which Brian and I historically don't have a ton of it when it comes to, to yeah, a lot of, of those things. It's to build this story, Sam. Yeah. I mean, I'm very excited to be able to city life story. I mean, all yeah. of our employees, our teams, like there's so much that happens on a daily basis from a content standpoint that we do. There's so many stories. I mean, our, we have 15 renovation projects going right now. Like I know people out there just, they post every day about their one renovation project. We have 15 going at any given time. I think nine or 10 houses under contract. There's a lot of stuff that happens. Managing 900 units, owning 600 plus units. There is a lot of content. Like just today alone, I was at a town hall meeting and there's so much stuff happening. It's too hard to capture it all. And, but that credibility and just having that story behind what everybody's doing, how everybody's yeah. working together, like that, I'm super excited for that because that ought be that honest. I love call to action because that'll like the credibility helps you in all that storytelling helps you with the call to action. The call to action just kind of, all right, let's throw some shit at the wall sometimes and hope it sticks with friends and family and people that you already have credibility built with in a relationship, emotional connection with trying to create that emotional connection that we don't have with everybody else to showcase everyone in our company that's doing great. They're doing great things for their own personal brands for, I mean, our whole property management company, they, they do such an amazing job and they have for years. And I feel like they've got showcased like none so far, just because we're not doing real call to action stuff behind it and we're not building any real stories. So there's so many stories happening. Tying that all together is just going to be, it's going to be amazing to watch. And I know it is going to be a process. That's where my patience is kind of out, but I'm excited somebody else is going to put it's it exciting. together. It's, it's super exciting. You know what I lo- loved at the town hall when Mikey Lucas showed the after pictures of the renovations and you could hear everyone in the room, they're like, because it was just gorgeous. I mean, they just do such a good job that everyone was like, oh, yeah. It's been, it's been so overdue and it's not like I cared. I mean, I do care. I really want to show it to the world, but like we deserve more of that external recognition Mm -hmm. across the company for all of the amazing investment in the communities to transforming lives, to building happiness that we're doing for our tenants, for our people. The work is amazing. I mean, when you two are sitting there just talking, I'm sitting there in my head like, all right, I just want to be done with this podcast. I want to get back to work. Like I want to get back to doing (laughs) what we do so well because it gets so exciting and i like to to that point like 
it's going to be cool to watch you start to really, you know, you and the team and everybody really put that together because you've been extremely adamant, right? And you can maybe speak to this for a second around, you know, I'm not creating the marketing. The company creates the marketing. I help organize and get it out there, but we're going to have, right, 40-something people mm-hmm. right now. And as we grow, our marketing efforts and team is just going to continue to grow. So maybe speak to that. Yeah. So, you know, I think in a company, and it doesn't matter to me what industry you're in, it's not the marketing team. And if you have one person who's in, it doesn't matter to me if you have one person in marketing or you have 20 people in marketing, you have the number of people that are in your company, they are all content creators because someone can easily, when they're doing their job, whatever that function is, can take their camera, turn it around, take a selfie of what they're doing. Or if they're out in the field doing something, they can take a picture or, you know, think about what it is, the value that they bring every single day, not just to the company, but flip that around and say, who outside of the company are they bringing value to? And look at it from that standpoint. You know, one of the good things that came out of everyone being in lockdown out of it and COVID is that we had to create content in a different way. And so people are very used to videos and photos and things taken on a phone. It's, it's actually better sometimes than taken with really nice equipment. And so things like that, when you can get everyone involved in getting content that you can use across any of your channels, um, all it does is not only magnifies what good everyone is doing, Um, It promotes the brand and it also gives, and I'm very, very adamant about this, it gives recognition to the great work that your employees are doing. Because as a, not in this company, um, but in other companies that I have worked with, um, I think if I had one piece of advice from a leadership standpoint is that everyone should take everyone If you're in a leadership or managerial role, you should always take some time every day to compliment somebody on your team or someone who's outside of your team in what they do. Because we as people in the world just need to get better about complimenting others. I love that. I agree. For sure. Well, you're doing a fantastic job so far for City Life Marketing. Thank you. I'm so thrilled to be here. Yeah. Uh, Along those lines then maybe, right? Like what is... So we, when we started this podcast specifically, right, it was kind of like, let's just get it going. Let's get on mics and let's just kind of talk. Right. And we named it uncensored because we said, Hey, let's just have an open conversation with our guests around, you know, their, their entrepreneur journey, their investment journey or their career journey, whatever it ultimately is. And we've continued to do that right without a real storyline or real focus behind why it is what we're doing. And we've gotten a ton of amazing compliments. A lot of people are picking up you know, watching it and really enjoying it and learning a ton. Right. You know, what's the, what's the plan for our podcast now that we've got you kind of steering our ship here moving forward? Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. Cause this is a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Like this is great. Um, just like anything, I think there's an evolution, um, to, to content that you produce. And so for the podcast, um, you know, we're really also centered on our connection to Pittsburgh because we are so Berg proud. Um, And so we want to continue to focus on giving content that matters 
that educates. And so that's not going to change. We will continue to do those sort of things. We also want to open it up to additional guests. So, you know, it, whether they're newsmakers in the area, they're folks that you may follow on TikTok. And yes, I do think there's a place for TikTok in uh, the marketing world. Um, but, you know, we would love to have different folks from the places that you love to go on here to talk about their connection to our city and what's next for them. Um, so, again, another call. To, we're really into the call to actions today. Like that's our thing. I don't say much. I just drive the call to action just you, by staring. I, <laughs> you're <laughs> doing an excellent job. Well, you got to hit the call to action. Yeah, Come on. You got to say it. What's so the call to action? anyone's out there, you know, like we would love to have you on to talk about how you're making a difference or, you know, what's next for, you know, if it, like Pittsburgh dad or Primanti brothers or anyone like that. Like what you all have made a difference in our city you've all left your footprint and we would love to have you come on and tell your story as well Pittsburgh so. business owners yeah Absolutely. so shout out to everybody out there listening or if you know somebody that uh, would make for a cool podcast right to hear their story to hear what they're doing to change the city landscape would love to have them on there cool and I think maybe potentially at some point we're going to be changing our name it sounds like but uh, we I don't think we have a name yet so we'll keep 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 tossing that around yes. until we get to something that uh, we can all agree on. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> get around to that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not not too uh, worried about it, but I know you're a names are important, so we'll we'll figure what out. Call to action. Anybody got a great idea for the for the change in the name to the City Light Podcast over time, based Ooh, I on love it. the uh, the route that yeah. we're going here from a you know invest in the the greatest city on earth, which is Pittsburgh. Certainly, you know, shoot that out to us. So kind of wrap things up, right? I'm going to ask you the same questions I like to ask okay. everybody towards the end of the podcast, right? So so no surprises here because I did tip you off a little bit. So the answers better be amazing. Um, no, but no about it. right? Like where, where do you see yourself specifically in five years? I sure hope you answer city life, right? But where, where, where does your life look like in five years and what are you going after? So the answer is city life. There's no question about it. Um, you know, you could have asked me five, 10, 15 years. I mean, my career is here. That's, there is no doubt in my mind. And, you know, again, I think that speaks to the values of this company that in 30 days, I can sit here honestly and say, I'm here. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, in five years, I want to have, to be able to sit here on this couch again and say, look at all of the wonderful, impactful things we did for the city of Pittsburgh, for the communities in which we all work and play, and the people who live there. That's what I want. Love that. Love that. Let's go. I shouldn't break it to you. After we were done recording, no BS, I was going to say we should get rid of this couch and that chair. <laughs> Just for two chairs because it's hard looking, like left. I've been saying that from the beginning. It's a weird setup it this way. It needs to be with rounded the... a little yeah. more. Like it needs. Just three big, nice yeah, you, okay. In theory, you need to be like right there somehow. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. And this needs to anyway. Comment either way, on we'll keep this the, podcast. We'll keep maybe different furniture in a different part of the So thing. I'm going to add to my calendar five years from today. I we're going to record gonna that podcast it. and talk about our marketing, how far it's came, where the company's come, we're everything we've done. It's perfect. Et cetera. We're doing it. Leandra, can you help me here? 
keep me organized and get that on my calendar. Put it on Casey's MySpace. Yes. Yes, we're going to add that to the MySpace calendar. Tyler, do a reel with that and just play it every day so we remember. (laughs) Schedule it five years out to play. Or it could be in my notes on my phone, which is just like 77 notes deep of just sit there until I eventually go back and look at it all. Um, Cool. Best advice. What's the best advice you can give to our listeners right now? Figure out who you are personally and professionally and stick to it. Because no matter where you are, what your job is, where you're living, that's going to serve you best in your life. I love that. I'm going to actually ask you a follow-up to that because it was so good. Any tips on how to do that? Meaning, right, like, okay, I figured out who I am and I want to live this way, right, et cetera, whatever that ultimately means. You know, how do I do that, right? Because it's so easy to fall off track every single day. We call it in a business world, we call it the shiny object syndrome, yeah. which we all live and breathe every day. And it's so difficult. And we've made a lot of mistakes along City Life's journey over the last four years of, of falling shiny objects, especially when you have Brian and I kind of at the, at the helm of that decision making because we are, we're go-getters, right? We're, we're high A type people. So what is the best advice you can give for someone to stick to that, you know, their core values at the end of the day? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can tell you what I did. Um, for me, I'm a very visual person, so um, I'm sure I'm Tyler. I will give you a picture. You can show it on the for those watching the podcast. <laughs> I love sticky notes, so yeah. I will put things up on the wall so that I can visually see them when I'm building out a plan. But for me, when I was talking about you know at the end of the day, I am about how can I help, and it doesn't matter to me if it's a big thing, if it's a little thing, just how can I help you? Um, I purchased a little dry erase, little chalkboard, and I wrote it on there. And it has been in every single office. When I was working from home, it was in that office. It was the first thing I brought into my City Life residential office. And it still is hanging on the door. And it will always be there, no matter, you know, what office I'm in in City Life, it's going to be right there. Um, The other thing I would say is if you're type A personality like me, this was a wonderful question I got asked in an interview once, and I've kind of melted it into my daily routine. Someone said, what is it that keeps you up at night? And I thought, you know what? There's always something that kind of keeps you up at night. You know, like I usually wake up at like three o'clock in the morning and I'm like, oh. What about da 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 da? Right. Mm-hmm. If there's something that keeps you up at night, write it down. Or if there's something that you know, like at the end of the night, right before you go to bed, you're like, oh, what about da 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 da? Write it down and take care of it immediately. Because if you don't, it will live in your brain, and it then you just can't. It you can't. You have to get it out of your way, because otherwise, sure. nothing else that you have on your list for that next day, nothing else that you want to accomplish in your life is going to happen. I love that. So there you go. I'll get, Two I'll throw for out, the price of one. Yeah, and I'll throw out another one to make it three for the price of one. Right. Is, uh, You're next. You know, people, people, you know, I forget the, and I apologize to the author of the book, I forget the name of the book, but it is what it is. Write down the three most important things every night that you must do tomorrow. Eat the right. frog. Is that what it's from? Brian Tracy. Yeah. I eat the frog every day. Yeah, I, eat, I got a little book in there. I still I still have to handwrite everything, but yeah. from that book, it was one of the most powerful books. Short, easy to read book. Uh, it was perfect for me. It was one of the first books I read in my 20s. Like, 
Did you read it or listen to it? Was there audiobooks? I in actually read that one. That was nice. one of the first books I actually, I probably read four books my entire life, like actual physically read four to five books. And that was one of the first ones that I've read. Well, you also now have to read my book long text messages. So there you got that. Too. <laughs> That's a process. <laughs> so you know what we did? We, um, we took a little bookshelf in our living room and we have, I think we're probably up to 10 books. And to graduate from our household, you have to read those books for our kids. Love and it. they have, they're like a totally different, some are just life books you need to read. Some are, there's a historical book in there, but That's all cool. of our kids have to read those books. And the one that reminded me of that is there's one called Make Your Bed. It's really short, really, really good, but it talks about those kind of like yeah. things you should do every, every day, day that will help. Get other stuff out of your way so you can go accomplish. I've definitely heard the make the bed thing, and I definitely don't ever make my bed. I don't either. It's yeah. I don't. But my husband does. So yeah, Kelsey does as yeah. well. So, anyways, Tenet, where where can we find you? Okay, so Linktree, Robin Hoffman, everything's there. In case we'll get. So, like, where do where do you do I go on link? If I wanted to find you right now, and you just said it, do I go on Linktree.com forward slash Robin Hoffman. Instead of just looking up just your Instagram, so you go to that. Why, does, why don't you see all? Of yours. Why don't more people say that? Because every time that question gets asked, I hear you know not on this, but all podcasts. And you find me on Instagram and this name and Facebook on this name. I guess it just organizes it all. Yeah. yeah, some people I think are you know they're really focused on one particular platform or another, which is totally yeah. fine. So if you want to grow your I Instagram just... following, you say follow me on Instagram. Correct. And here's my name. Does, mm -hmm. does his profile? I believe you have one too, right in your Instagram profile. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, Tyler. Shout out Tyler if he created me one. I don't know. If not, we'll, yeah, we'll make sure. He's going to have one. Yeah, sweet. Well, we appreciate having you here. We're going to mark it down. I'm sure you'll be on here again from some educational standpoint over the next five years, right? But uh, I mean, I'm sure the audience will be seeing a lot more of you from a city life marketing and branding and getting us out there perspective. But we're going we're gonna to come back on this in five years and reflect on go. how far we've come as a company. I can't wait for that. Me too. Thanks so much. Be amazing. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thanks.